Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. Awesome. Go ahead and turn into your Bibles to Acts chapter 4. Now, who enjoyed last week's Pentecost message? Did we enjoy that? Yeah? Who remembers what Pentecost, anything about Pentecost? What is it? Shout it out. 50 days after. What else? 50 days. Okay, yeah. What else? Holy Spirit, yes. They were given the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's where it all happened. That's the big stuff. Good. You guys are learning things. It's so good. I'm so glad. Yes, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, the gift of the Holy Spirit. So this is our second phase of, of Bold. We're starting this new series called Bold. And uh, some of you probably remember from last week why we're having this series called Bold. And it's because I've met with a ton of pastors over the last couple of months. And I've gotten consistently saying, you guys are bold to take your church out of the building and go out into the community and go do church in the community. So what a cool thing. So I figured, hey, they're going to call us bold. Why don't we just get into being bold? How's that sound? Yeah, you ready? Go ahead and tell your neighbor today's message is titled Filled. 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 And, and we're, not, we're not talking about Phil Wagner. You know, we're not... You know, we're, what we're talking about being filled, all right? Are we ready? So go ahead and Acts chapter 4, verse 1. We're going to start right here. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, i got to be honest with you, what, as we get into this, um, this, is, this is the message I really, really, really was excited to preach, okay? All right, so are you guys excited for this? So, because like, I, I was like, oh, it's Pentecost Sunday, we're going to do Pentecost stuff. I'm like, dude, I really want to preach this message. And then, as I was writing this message, I'm like, I can't even get it all into one, so I'm going to have to do another part of this next week. Are you ready for that? So, we're, we're just going to dive in as much as we can, but, all right, let's get back here. Little Lady D, we're going to come bring it back now. Bring it back. While Peter and John were speaking to the people... They were confronted by the priests, come on somebody, the captain of the temple guard and some of the Sadducees, verse 2. These leaders were very disturbed, come on, somebody say very disturbed, very disturbed. What do you mean you're taking the church out of the building, come on somebody, very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there was a resurrection of the dead. They arrested them and since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of men who believed now totaled about 5,000. And if we know history, we know that they're only counting the men. So how many more were families, uh, women and children, besides that 5,000, right? Verse 5. The next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there. I almost pronounced that one wrong. That would have been fun. Along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. Verse 7, they brought in the two disciples and demanded, by what power or in whose name have you done this? Verse 8, come on, here we go. This is it right here. Are you paying attention? Verse 8, then Peter, filled, somebody say filled, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Verse 10, let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Somebody lift up a shout. The Nazarene, the man who you crucified. Somebody say you. He's pointing fingers right there. The man you crucified but whom God raised from the dead. Verse 11. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says the stone that 
you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is a salvation in no one else. Come on, there's no, there's no salvation in anybody else but Jesus. God has given no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. Verse 13, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word this morning. God, I thank you that your word does not return void, that it is powerful like a two-edged sword cutting bone from marrow. God, we thank you for the power of your word. Lord, that it is something that we can utilize as a tool and as a weapon. And God, we thank you that we can use your word to bring comfort, to bring love, and to bring prosperity into people's lives. God, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Who's filled with the Holy Spirit this morning? Huh? Are you, are you filled? Like, that's the greatest gift we could have ever gotten is being filled with the Holy Spirit. I love that the scriptures right there are describing Peter was filled with the Spirit. A boldness comes over you when you're filled with the Spirit, amen? Something just shifts inside of you. I mean, I was so fired up about this message this morning when I was purchasing eight cans of of whipped cream to be put in people's faces. Uh, I was sitting there going like, oh my goodness, am I, I feel like revival is just going to break out in Stater Brothers. Are you with me? I was ready to just start praying over people. I'm like, do you have a limp? Do you want to fix that? You know, like, it was just, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Just getting all excited. Oh, here's point number one for my note takers. If we have some note takers out there, give me a shout. Good, good. Point number one, being filled is what fuels my boldness. Being filled is what fuels my boldness. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is what fuels my boldness. You know what? If you're not feeling bold, if maybe you're lacking confidence, can I tell you that if, uh, if you seek, seek the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit, to come and fill you. Oh, you might, be, you might have come into church, you might be listening and watching online right now, and you're a little defeated, a little deflated, a little discouraged. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill me right now. Holy Spirit, come and fill me right now. Lord, that I can be replaced with your boldness, Lord Jesus. Come on, is anybody with me today? Come on. Being filled is what fuels my boldness. How many of you are good at keeping surprises? We got some people that are good at keeping surprises. Come on, right? You're like professional liars. I know you are. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I, I got to be honest with you. I am terrible at keeping surprises. Where are my people who are terrible at keeping surprises? Like there's just something in you that just gets so excited that you just bought something. You're supposed to give them three months from now. Right? But you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so epic. I know what their face is going to look like. I know how, how pumped they're going to be when they get this, that you have to give it to them now. I can't wait until that. Or at least it, you try it, you try. You try, right? So you at least you try by going, hey, I got something for you. Like you're just trying to at least let a little bit of pressure off because like it's just bursting inside of you. You're like, I just can't hold this. I, I got something for you today. You did? What'd you get? I can't tell you for three months. <laughs> but, I, but I got something. You know what? Do you want it right now? Right? Is anybody with me? Like, th these are my people. You want it right? We can, we can just do it right now. I'll just get you something else three months from now. But we can get this for you right Right? 
Come on, you know if you have that family member, right? There's just something about those surprises. Can I tell you that when, when you get overwhelmed with the love of God, it's the same reaction. It's like, I just can't hold it in anymore. There's just an excitement, a boldness that comes over me. I have to share with you, right? When, when you've watched God do a miracle in somebody's life, and then you walk by another person limping, you're like, wait a minute, can I tell you something? God can change that. Oh, I, this, this couple came to our church. They were on the brink of divorce. And, and can I tell you, they're still married today. I, like, I know you're struggling with your marriage, but I'm just so excited. I have to share with you what God did for them. Right? There's just a boldness that comes over you, an excitement that comes into your spirit when you let the Holy Spirit fill you. Amen? Like, there's just something that changes. You have to let the cat out of the bag. You're like, that thing is going crazy in there. I have to let the cat out of the bag. Right? That's what it's like being filled with the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, it says you are the light of the world. Somebody say you're the light of the world. You're the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Verse 15, no one lights a lamp. Somebody say no one. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Let me ask you a question. What do you got in, under your basket? What do you got under there? You know, I wonder, I wonder if we, we've all got a basket, don't we? We've all got a basket that we're hiding some things. What do you got under that basket? What's under there? That light that's supposed to be shining for all to see. How many of us, we're, we're hiding something for some reason. Maybe it's fear of rejection. There's a reason I can't share right now. You know what, I've just been so disappointed lately. I don't have anything good to share. You know, I'm just going to hide right under this basket. Is anybody with me? Come on. We're just being real today. We got real people in church, don't we? You know what, yeah, what happens is that we have the grace of God sitting there just hiding under the basket. Because if we remember the grace that God gave us, we can't hide that. It can't sit under the basket. When we realize how messed up we are and how God gave us grace, all of a sudden, we're, if it sits under the basket, nobody knows the goodness of the grace of God on us. Are you with me? Like, when, when so, like I was talking to a buddy this morning, and, and he was sharing with me how he used to be back in the day, right? And he said, he said if my friends from back then could see me now, they'd be like, you're 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 in church? You're doing you're doing you're you're a Christian? How did this happen, bro? Like what happened? Right? Right? Any of us if we remember the I think some of us have been Christian so long, we forgot who we used to be. We forgot what we were saved from. Like all of a sudden, you know what? You know, it's not as popular to be a Christian today. It's almost considered a hate crime to be a Christian today. Like, if you're a Christian, you must hate all these other people. I, can I tell you that it's the opposite? You want to know why people think that being a Christian is a hate thing, it's a hateful thing today? Because we're putting the grace under the basket. If we would make sure and take the basket off, 
and let God's grace shine for all to see. Put it up on the pedestal. Like, no, no, no. Listen, man, you're getting it all wrong. You think I hate people? Are you kidding me? I'm just so full of God's grace. I'm so full of God's love. I have to let people know about it because I used to be just like you. I used to be just broken and and have no hope. Listen, there's times where I'm still broken. But the difference is I have God's grace on my life. Are you with me? What else, what else could be in your basket? What else could be in there, huh? Like, what, what else do we need to make sure is not just hiding under this thing? I mean, being a Christian, like, well, they always, they always want my money. Like, why, 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 does, why does the church want my money so much? Like, they say money is, money is like the root of all evil, but yet they ask for it every week. I, I don't know. I'm confused, right? You know what? You want to know why people think that? It's because us as Christ followers are hiding the goodness of God under our basket. It's not supposed to be hidden. That's why people are so confused. Like when we, when we experience the goodness of God, we've we got to take the basket off and put the goodness of God on display. Listen, this is what God did for me when I had faith. This is what God did for me when I didn't have enough. I only had a little bit, but then I gave, and look what God did. See, you put on display God's goodness. You put on display his goodness so he can show off, so that people will give glory to God for what happened in your life when you only stepped out in a little bit of faith. But too many of us as Christians, well, I don't want to talk about Jesus because it's not popular today. It's not. It's not popular today, you know. Like, I... I know, I know that the start of this month was the start of Pride Month. I, I was kind of like, well, that's a fitting word for it. Because a lot of us, we deal with pride, don't we? Yeah, when we, when we get too proud and we've we got to put ourselves above everybody else, that's called pride. It's fitting for that. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking against a people group. Don't mishear me. I'm talking about the brokenness of the world. And, and that's in every form or fashion. If you think you're better than any other person out there, whether, whether they, they're flying the, 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 this flag or that flag, it doesn't really matter. Listen, we're all in this thing called the human condition. We're all jacked up and none of us measure up. I mean, if you haven't read Romans in a while, maybe you need to get in there and dive into it and figure that out. None of us are worthy. No, not one. But here's the difference. People don't know the goodness of God because we're putting it in a basket. Can I tell you, like, this is just me. I'm not, like, I'm not talking against revival. I'm not talking against center point. I'm not talking against these churches with big buildings. Listen, I still have a vision for a big building someday. It's going to happen. It's not even an if. It's a when. But the difference that God's telling me right now is that the building has become the basket. When we hide the goodness of God in the four walls of the church. And then we all hide in the, well, I'm just not gifted to be an evangelist. What, what person was ever gifted? Like, did you, did, have you read the same Bible that I read? Like, God picked the 12 dingbats to be disciples. He did. He said, I'm choosing you. And they're like, well, why didn't you choose the guy in the synagogue that's been studying all month long? Why'd you choose? I'm just trying to catch fish, bro. Would you choose me? See, he didn't pick the perfect person to go out and do this. He, he said, all, all you have to do is take the basket off. That's it. That's all you, oh, my gosh, really? Serious? 
Pastor Sarah is back. I have to be on track. What else we got under this thing? We got to let the goodness of God out. What else is under these baskets? This, 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 this costume Christianity that we deal with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, 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 I, you know, I should have, I should have gotten a, a, he gets us t-shirt to put over this. I, I, I should have gotten like, like Pete's living stones hat and, and put it on there. Because, because we hide in our different baskets. We hide in these different baskets. And, and it's, it's, not, it's not being what Christ asked us to be. Like, it's not, there's nothing wrong with wearing a Christian t-shirt, okay? There's nothing wrong with wearing a Christian hat. The difference is, is when that's the depth of your Christianity. Are you with me? Like, like when, the last t- when you can't remember the last time you shared your testimony with somebody. That makes me wonder, do you have a basket on what God has done in your life? And I'm talking about me too, you guys. I can get so busy doing ministry, talking to people, loving on people, doing all the things that everybody would call me a super Christian for. But the truth is, am I actually so excited about what God is doing in my life and so excited about what he's done that I take the basket off? I, I don't have to put the basket and say, hey, I'm a pastor. That's what I am. And they go, oh, goodness, I, I can't say four-letter words around you. You know, there's, a, there's, a, there's my own basket I put on, right? The pastor's basket. There goes my thing. God's glory's blowing in the wind. You got to get the basket off. Got to get the basket off. And the building can be a basket. Our fear can be a basket. Our, our lack of security can be a basket, right? Our, our, our anxiety can be a basket. I mean, I think there, we, there's a lot of basket cases going on around here. Are you with me? Like, like we, got, we got a lot of cases for the basket. But for all of us, we got to say, you know what, God? What do you want to do through me? If I let the basket off and I go and stand on the pole, you know what? There's something about standing up here that most of you would never want to do. How many of us hate public speaking? You know, that's in the top three fears of all Americans is public speaking, along with fire and spiders. I mean, fire can kill you, spiders are creepy, but public speaking is number three. Is that crazy? But here's the thing, when you're up here in the front, everybody's looking at you. It's so much easier to just go, I don't want anybody looking at me, man, like, like if they saw all my flaws, if they saw everything that was wrong with me, then, then they're going to they're gonna look at me and they'll point fingers and they'll, they'll say bad things and they'll be angry. And can I tell you that that's absolutely true? I would love to say, no, yeah, it's like sunshine and rainbows up here. Guys, you should all come. Let's get a bit. No, everyone's going to point fingers at me because I'm the one standing on the lampstand. They're going to do it to you too. When you stand on the lampstand and you uncover yourself, it means the whole world can see. But here's the thing. You might be a messed up person, but when God is in your life, they see glory. That's what people will see. Oh, they can pass judgment all they want, but I tell you what, no one's going to deny all the miracles that God has done in my life. When I sit and talk with people and share with people, oh, they can say that that's not real. That's placebo. There's no way that happened. Listen, I live it. I know. Are you with me? How many of you know the goodness of God? How many of you know the glory of God? How many of you know? 
Like when you know nobody can tell you any different. I'm standing on the lampstand. You can complain as much as you want under your basket. Or, or, you know, I think it's easier just to point that Pastor AJ over there, man. That guy's messed up. He's got issues. I don't need to deal with my issues. He's got issues. Everybody, hey, don't look at me. Look at Pastor AJ and all of his issues. I mean, how many of us do that all the time? Oh, that church is preaching the wrong way. Oh, they're doing the wrong thing. Like, like that's why I don't want you to get confused when I'm talking about getting out of the building. This is what God has asked me to do. It doesn't mean it's what he's asked them to do. Are you with me? You can't, you can't argue with what God asked them to do. You can, you can start looking, oh, but they don't show up at 8 a.m. like the rest of us to, to set up and tear down and do all this stuff. Like, you can get so bitter under your basket. Are you with me? Like, I love spending time with Pastor Rudy out at a cert when I get a chance to. But can I tell you something? Every time I go and shine my little light, this little light of mine, right, next to Pastor Rudy, i got to be honest with you, I start feeling like a little light to his big light. Are you with me? Now, does it mean his, his light is more important than mine? No, it doesn't. But what, what it does to me is I start going out, I'm like, dude, like this, this dude throws on Kevlar and says, God, tell me where to go. I'm going to walk into the bullets. Like, and then I've got me where I'm like, oh, but, Lord, they're, they're just mean. People, people are mean, God. Like, why do you have me serving these mean people? Are you with me? Now, I'm sure, I'm sure Pastor Rudy is not the entire superhero either. I'm sure he has his own moments where he's questioning God and wondering where, where's it going to come from, where's it going to go. Like, we all deal with I think sometimes people look at pastors and they go, man, if I just had the perfect marriage like them. Man, if I just had the perfect kids like them. Like, if you think that's what's going on, we need to have a meeting. And I'll, I'll just bring a clipboard and show you, like, here's all Chelsea and I's issues. Here's all my issues with my kids. And that, let, don't let me talk about my own mental health and the stuff I deal with. Are you with me? Like, our job isn't to get it all figured out before we get the basket off. We let God show his glory through our life right in the middle of it. Are you with me? Right in the middle of it. Come on, are we doing? How am I doing? I, I stopped paying attention to your clock a while ago. I have five minutes. Five minutes, and we're only on point one. Come on, somebody. Here's point number two. Being blessed is what brightens my boldness. Being blessed is what brightens my boldness. I want you this week when you're stressed out, when you're PO'd at your, at, at your person. Come on. Like, my married people in here, right? Anybody get PO'd at their person? You, 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 you've, got a, you've got a husband like my wife does. Are you with me? Remember your blessings. Because I can get so discouraged by looking at all the things not going right. But then if I actually sit down for a minute, take a deep breath, and look around my house, look at the health of my kids, look at, the, look at the country that I live in, look at the anointing that God puts on things. I mean, when I start to think about how blessed I am, it brightens my boldness. I start to think about how, how good God is. I start to think like, oh my goodness, I'm so beyond blessed. Thank you, Lord. Like all of a sudden you get that excitement to come back in your spirit because you're focused on the right thing. Are you with me? 1 John 4.19 
We're going to go quick. Are you ready? 1 John 4.19. We love each other because he loved us first. We love each other because he loved us first. How do you love someone you don't know? How do you love someone you don't know? How can you receive love from someone you don't know? Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. How? Why? I mean, who does that? I mean, you just love somebody you don't know? I mean, you receive? I mean, what's their angle? Why are they trying to love me? Anybody feel that ever? Like, oh, yeah, these guys are really nice. I mean, people walk into church, like a church like ours that's, that, that just loves people. They walk, like, why, 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 what's, your, what's your angle? Like, oh, there's the tithing message. Now I get it. Now, now I know why you love me. No. Come on, somebody. This, this is just real life. How many of us deal with that where we're like, I don't know if I want to be your friend because you're kind of being too nice. Like, what, what are you trying to get into? Like, are you one of those creepy dudes, like creepy people that you just want to know where I live? Like, what's the deal? Anybody? Come on. I just want to make sure we got humans in the church. I mean, if, if it wasn't hard enough just to love our own family. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to see some nods like, yep, my daughter, yep, uh, yep, my brother-in-law, yep, you know, my mother-in-law, yep. No, not just like, <laughs> if it's not hard enough just to love my own family, I got to go love somebody I don't know. Are you kidding me, right? Right? Why, what's the answer? How, how do we love people we don't know? And how do... How do we receive love from people we don't? God's love. He first loved us. That's how we can love. Oh, my goodness. Because here's the thing. When, when you get filled, if I can get filled from a, a little bit of love, a little bit of love from my, my guys here, my, my, my people, if I get a little bit of love from Todd, like he's like, he's like come on, Pastor, that's a good word. Like, like I get an amen from, from, from Dante back there. Right? When, when I'm getting a little bit of love from you. I get a little bit filled up. A little bit filled up. But then I get a criticism. Somebody sends me an email like, oh, hey, you, you mispreached that. You did this. You did that. Whatever. Like, hey, I, I didn't come for three Sundays and you didn't even notice I wasn't there. And get offended. And then I get, I get a little depleted. I get a little depleted. Are you with me? Like, like you, ever, you, ever, you get some, some, some things that fill you up and then you get a little depleted. And maybe sometimes you get like a little filled up and then you get a lot depleted. You ever feel that? Anybody? Right? You're just like, dude, like, why can't I get more? God's love. God's love. God's love does not deplete. Like, like you can say, if, if I stay in the spirit, like if I stay filled with his spirit. Now, that's for any of us. Come on. If I don't stay filled with his spirit, it's very easy to get discouraged. But if I can remind myself who he is, if I can, if I can look at the blessings in which God's put in my life, all of a sudden I go, wait a minute, Lord. And I get back on my knees and back in a place of gratitude again instead of bitterness. Are you with me? And that's where things begin to shift. That's where things begin to change. Being blessed is what brightens my boldness. Let's go back to 1 John. We're going to go back a couple of verses from verse 19. And it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Dang. Dang. Are you with me? If love's not pouring out of you, you got to ask yourself, do I know him? Do I know him? Now, can I, can I know you for a while? Yeah, yeah. If, if we're hanging out like every week, I'm going to know what's going on in your life, won't I? Like we will know. 
We'll know what's up. But then we don't see each other for a few years. We don't know anymore, do we? I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know how you're doing. I, I check in, like, did, did, did your marriage end up working out? I haven't talked to you in a long time. Are you with me? Come on. Knowing God is knowing him daily. Like, you might have, you gave your life to the Lord when you were 17. Oh, man, you were fired up out of your mind. You were out there standing in front of the grocery store. Do you know Jesus? I want to make sure you know Jesus. Oh, do you know where you're going when you, like, you got excited about the Lord when you went to work? Oh, man, I feel lighter. All my stresses. I left them at church at the altar yesterday. It was awesome. This is Monday, baby. Oh, I get to minister to you guys. Are you with me? Like, there's something that shifts in you when, when God is in you, but. Then you haven't sought him in a while. Maybe you're like, yeah, I'm showing up to church on 8, eight in the morning. i got to set up the chairs. And, oh, kids ministry? Like, I used to be passionate about that. I know it's the next generation. I, I care about them, but, you know, they, I'm just tired. I don't have it in me to pour into them anymore. Come on. It's because we haven't been spending the time with God. Because that love of God will pour out. There's more than enough. Can I tell you? There's more than enough. We've been, we've been waiting for accolades from men and women so that we can feel good about ourselves enough to keep going. But that's not how you keep going. Listen, especially in ministry, ministry, when you're ministering to people, it will just be drained out of you over and over and over again. The only way to be filled up isn't by the accolades of the, and the applause. The only way to be filled up is by Him. It's by being filled with His Spirit. Amen? Oh, my goodness. I don't know what we're doing today. Are we doing this thing? Because I'm at zero right now. And we're, we're going to, I told you, can you imagine if I tried to preach all of the rest of the hat in here? Goodness gracious, that's why we've got to come back next week and bring five friends with us. Amen. Point number three. You know what's cool about also not being inside the school is that if I go late, they can't kick us out. <laughs> we're just out in the open, right? Like, we can do church like old school when, when, when they were doing church and people were, like, falling asleep and falling out, like, out of a balcony. I mean, goodness gracious. Here's number three. Being loved is what lifts my boldness. If we know how loved we are by God, your boldness grows with it. When you know how loved you are by God, you're not afraid to tell people about him. Are you with me? Like, it doesn't matter what the world is saying. You want to know why the world is so loud right now? It's because Christians are so quiet right now. It's because we put everything in the basket. Oh, you know what? I just need things to be comfortable. I just need things to be, like, we, we lost so many people during COVID, and because we lost so many people during COVID, I, I just can't be the, the, the rambunctious, excited person that I used to be. I have to be conservative. I have to, I have to look at things a certain way. Like, this is Christianity 101 right now. Listen, the remnants are all that's left. Are you with me? But as we go out, we're going to change all of that. See, as the, as the world tries to spin this thing that you're a hate, like when you're loving somebody so much, how can they say they hate you hate them? Are you with me? When, when you're so filled with the Spirit, you're like, no, listen, I, I know you're angry, but I just wanted to bless you and I wanted to do this and God just keeps blessing me so much, I just want to pour out more. As we become that church... It's not just talking about church. I said, come on, we got great pro we got a good kids program. You should, you should come to our church. We got a good kids program. It's good to have a good kids program. Oh, I'm so grateful for our teachers. Our teachers are awesome and they pour into this next generation. Those that generation is the next CEOs, the next the next business owners, the next the next politicians. That like we're pouring into the next generation. Like our kids. But can I tell you it's just not about the programs anymore? Like the programs have gotten so lost under the basket. It's about knowing him. And when you know him, it pours out of you. 
And if it's not pouring out of you yet, hang around long enough. Hang around long enough to figure out that, well, I just thought if I went to church, I would be pouring out by now. No, it's not about going to church. You're missing it if, you just, if it's just about going to church. It's not about a building. It's not about a gathering place. It's about your relationship with the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Spirit. I mean, this is the same, the same Peter that denied Christ three times when, when pressure came because he was scared that I'm, I'm going to end up on the cross just like Jesus. I don't want to, like, but then he says he was filled with the Holy Spirit and he was bold right in front of the same people that already crucified Jesus. It was you who crucified him. And, G, and here's Peter going like, but there is no other way. I know the way because I've been there. I've seen him. I know him. And because I know him, you can't tell me to be quiet. Oh, man, I'm already getting into next week's. So I've got to be careful. I've got to be careful. I've got to be careful. There's, there's more scriptures in there. Don't read ahead. Don't read ahead now. Don't. Let's go back to verse 11. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. This is Peter, the same Peter that said, I never knew him. He says, you can't tell me any different because I know him. I know him, and there's no other way. Oh, he's standing in front of all the best pastors in Temecula Valley. And, he's, and they're, they're asking, why are you doing church outside the building, you weirdo? I know him, and I'm not putting him in a basket anymore. Are you with me? I know him, and we're going to take the city. I know him. There's way too much stress happening in those buildings right there. There's way too many broken marriages happening in those buildings right there. And you know what? When they hear that Christians are haters, oh, I don't want to go over there. That's not where I'm going to find an answer for this. You know what? Maybe I'll find an answer in a younger woman. That's where I'll find an answer. Maybe I'll find an answer in a different job. That's where I'll find an answer. And they keep looking for emptiness after emptiness after emptiness, going like, I just want to be filled. I just want to be filled. I want to have joy again. I, like, maybe if I get a motorcycle, that'll make me feel joyful. Right? Maybe if I do the they're like, no, you need to know him. The world can tell you that's not where you get your joy, but that's where you get your joy. It's where you find your passion. That's where you get boldness. Are you with me? Oh, my goodness. When I know I have the greatest gift that's ever been given, the gift of God's love. I can't be silent about it. I'm going to work out today. I can't just agree to disagree anymore because I know the truth. If I know the truth, I can't just let you walk away with a lie because I know what, what, what you could have. It's not because I want to force my ideologies on you. It's because I want you to be free. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. I, if I have experienced God's love, I can't turn my back on someone who's missing out on it. So we go back to verse 13. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Boldness comes over you when you know him. It does. He'll come out of your shell. 
And your boldness will look different than my boldness. Maybe you're not standing up here yelling and, and preaching and spitting all over the front row. Maybe that's not your boldness, but maybe your boldness is not being afraid to turn on the Christian music when the buddy's in the car. Like, no, this is what I listen to. This is what fills me. Maybe, maybe it's listening to that message over and over again. This message you're listening to right now, getting it on the podcast and just having it on repeat all week long so that God can refill that boldness in you that you got right now. Right? It's all those different things as you fill yourself up and you go out to be what God's called you to be. Maybe what would happen is it's not just pastor talking to somebody at Stater Brothers saying, hey, I see you're limping. Can I pray for you? If nothing happens, nothing happens. They still are going to be limping. But what if something happens? Hey, I just want to pray for you. I can't guarantee that you'll get healed or anything. I just want to pray for you. I want you to know that someone sees you. Me, you know what? Just what that would do for somebody. Like, there they are just limping along and just trying. I just got to get some milk, dude. Like, that's all I'm here to do. And it's now it's $5 instead of $3. And, like, I, I don't know where I'm going to get the money for that. And you pray for them. Maybe God doesn't want to deal with the limp. He just wants to deal with their heart and to be seen and to be known. And It's time to let, it's time to let the cat out of the bag. It's time to take the basket off, amen? It's time to take the basket off. Oh. Yeah, pretty fired up back there? We got the sound team fired up. That's good. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstones Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.